This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome in to another post-game edition of Spits and Suds here on 105.3 The Fan. Jake Ottinger made 38 saves in the loss. That's going to do it for tonight's edition of Spits and Suds. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> I hate to do that, folks, but I'm trying to smile. Um, and really, heck of a game for Jake Ottinger. That's a lot of stress to take on when the team in front of you doesn't show up. And so here's like the host duty to do the recap. And I don't want to sound like a stars hater, because if you listen the other night, you know how um, glowing myself and David Castillo of D magazine were regarding the stars playing a complete game. And this is fascinating. And this goes back to the six flags ride. We call the Dallas stars where it's just a constant roller coaster and it doesn't matter the year. It's just, you know, playing consistent hockey. And actually they asked Tyler Sagan about it after the game. And Sagan said, you know, we've talked about it in the off season. I think we've been better this year as far as our slow starts. Wow. Um, you can make the argument that the Philadelphia Flyers put a lot of pucks on the net. And that's true. I make the argument back to you that what's wrong with putting a lot of shots on the net creates a lot of activity in front of your opposing goalie. And we talked the other night on how shots on net are deceiving. So, you know, you might have a team that has like, for instance, 43 shots on net, like Philadelphia did tonight, but tonight was not deceiving. When you get outshot 14 to 1 in the first period, not an error. One recorded shot in the first period. That is the lowest shot total in an opening period since the opener in October of 2016 against Anaheim. That's how far back you have to go to match what the Stars did tonight. And it just doesn't make sense coming off that L.A. Kings game where you played that complete game. Ottinger looked good. Defense in front of him looked really good. And I thought the forwards looked good. You know, it was kind of like syncing up and you're like, all right, this is good. You got one of your two parts back with Miro on the mend. But Jake Ottinger's back looks really steady. He looked really good tonight. Um, probably could have been 8-9-1 unless Jake Ottinger was in net does not deserve on his goals against average. They really need to give him a stick tap because his goals against average is obviously going to go up, but giving up five, I mean, my goodness. Uh, you know, I, I can't put any of those on Jake Ottinger. So horrific first period, 
of no sustained pressure in the Philadelphia zone. They were beating you in the corners. They weren't even basically allowing you on any breakouts. All speed was neutralized. And once again, the broken record where it's just skip, skip, skip in the same notes over and over again. How many times do we have to talk about the lack of versatility in this star's offense in that if the speed is neutralized and they're clogged up, the game is over. And Ottinger could have stolen you a game tonight, but your defense was just so bad. And when you have a first period where you only have one shot on net, can you tell me why you're not creating a scrum in front of the net? Can you tell me why you're not making a big check in the corner? I mean, can you tell me why that one person on this team isn't creating energy and looking at the bench and saying, let's F and go boys, let's F and go. Or someone in the locker room screaming because what you saw the other night against the LA Kings can make it a couple of rounds. What you saw tonight is a first round exit. It was really, really bad, but I do want to say this. John Totorola has done an amazing job with the Philadelphia Flyers. He might win his third coach of the year trophy because he has turned that franchise around. When you look at that Philadelphia Flyers roster, you do not see superstars. But what you do see, you see gamers. You do have some up-and-comers like Owen Tippett, where his backhand highlight is going to be all over ESPN, Fox 1, NHL Network, TSN, CBC, you name the network. Anyone that covers hockey, it's going to be all over the place as well as it should be. That was a beauty. I mean, that was a highlight reel of a goal that we'll just see over and over again. And I actually don't think Joel Hanley played it that bad. I don't think Joel Hanley played his best game tonight. Let me just say that. And this is where the stars become in a pickle. Because of salary cap restrictions, even if the defense plays like it did tonight, you can't call someone up from Texas to kind of send shockwaves through the system. And that's the issue. What we have is what we have. So how do you fire up that team? I mean, you got to tell me Ty DeLandry is in that lineup Saturday. You got to put Ty DeLandry in. I mean, you have to make that change. You got to put Jake Ottinger back in net. Um, because he deserves to be back in net, clearly. Um, but at the same time, you might want to give him a rest because he had a lot of stress on him tonight, and he performed really well. His positioning is terrific. Um, he is attacking the puck, uh, very calm behind the net, not showing any lingering injuries, very, very confident. Um, his calm demeanor is back. Uh, I just think he's back to the old Jake Ottinger. Um, don't look at the five goals. Uh, look at the performance on the ice and basically was left out to dry by his, uh, by his teammates. So just a poor performance. And this team needs a Yanni Gord in Seattle 
a guy that is just going to create havoc, a guy that is just going to be that energy guy all over the ice every night on a consistent basis. We are just seeing too many of these wobbles. Um, and it does go back to, hate to say it, but the decision not to sign Max Domi. Would Max Domi have been that guy because he didn't sign for much in Toronto? Um, you know, likes playing in Toronto because his dad played in Toronto and his dad is known for playing in Toronto. But at the same time, I think he liked being here. And that was one of those energy guys. And, you know, you saw it at times down the stretch and into the playoffs where he's a guy that liked to get in front of the net, kind of cause a stir a little bit, draw some penalties. Um, you know, you just don't have that on that on, on this team. Uh, so, you know, you don't want to overblow. It's one loss. But um, Pete DeBoer clearly was not happy after the game tonight. Um, you could see it when asked about um, Sagan's goal that made it two to one. Um, in his thoughts, he basically said fool's gold and walked off. That was what he said at the end of his press conference. You don't see many times when Pete DeBoer walks off a press conference like that. So clearly not happy with the boys tonight um it's not a road trip situation where they got to get right back on the plane they're playing in new jersey that's a bus ride away and then they play the new york islanders so they're staying close in the next three games but uh you know boys shouldn't be happy with tonight's performance and they just cannot be you know sass someone in the room has to step up one of those leaders whether it's duchene sagan ben pavelski someone in that room needs to be loud after a game like tonight just as good as that game was against the la kings tonight was as bad clearly the worst game of the season clearly nothing was going right the power play just did not have any opportunities all the lines were stifled. There wasn't a forward on the ice that played well. There wasn't a defenseman on the ice that played well. The only one that played well was Jake Ottinger, and he was left out to uh, left out to dry. In fact, Robert Tiffin and I were going back and forth. Robert Tiffin, a great writer for D Magazine, and he uh, wanted to give him full credit. If teams still bag skated guys, this would be a candidate for one. Now, what bag skating was, you want to think of if you saw the movie uh, miracle. And, um, you would know that after one of the games that he had team USA do sprints back and forth on the ice, you know, lights going down that theatrical, you know, moment where, you know, you guys played so poorly, you know, no, get back on the ice and you have to work to get off this ice. If bag skating was still around, I think the Dallas stars after everyone left, the Wells Fargo Center tonight, I think there'd be some bag skating going on because that was a performance that can't happen um, for the rest of this year and just can't happen in general. So not much to say tonight, honestly, besides kudos to uh, Philadelphia on a fine performance. They match the stars in the face-off circle, which is really impressive. You don't see many teams uh, match or beat the stars in the face-off circle. Puck possession was all Philadelphia throughout the night. They had the better opportunities, the better chances. They won in the corners. Uh, just an all-around good effort by Torts' bunch, and uh, I'm sure they're happy over there because they played a playoff team tonight, and they're on a bit of a streak. Listen, they came off a road trip, which they were undefeated. So Philadelphia is playing good hockey. Don't be surprised if Philadelphia 
um, slips into the playoffs, not only that causes some major issues in the first round. This is a interesting Philadelphia team. This is a team you just don't want to match up with in the playoffs. You saw how they matched up and I've talked about matchups and what's a good matchup and what's a bad matchup. Well, after two games, clearly you saw this year that the Philadelphia Flyers are not a good matchup against the stars. They're a hustling team. They're a grinding team. Uh, really going back to that old school without the fighting Philadelphia Flyers teams that you just didn't want to play up against. When you knew you were going into Philadelphia, or you knew you were playing Flyers, you knew it was going to be a long night regardless because they never gave up on the puck. They worked the corners hard. They had big defensemen. They didn't mind throwing their weight around, and that's what we saw tonight. I did want to point out something that I also uh, mentioned on Twitter tonight, and basically I said rinse and repeat because it just continues to happen. My tweet was the following rinse and repeat. Another team scores a rebound goal with better positioning in front of the stars net. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We all know that you can't double hand slash someone away from the crease. We know those days of Craig Ludwig doing that are gone. Um, however, there comes a point where positioning can happen that you can use your strength to push someone away from the crease and not allow them. So if there is a rebound, that they're not in front of you for an easy tap-in against Jake Ottinger. We've seen that time and time again where the stars just are kind of like outmanned, outpositioned in front of the net, and it just doesn't make sense. Tonight, Yanni Hockenpah was the victim. How is Yanni Hockenpah at that size being outmuscled? It just doesn't make sense. And Yanni Hockenpah, where's the physical nature that you brought to the table? I understand you're on the penalty kill, but one thing I asked Craig Ludwig on Spits and Suds the other day is how can someone that's so good on the penalty kill not be so good as far as five-on-five -five hockey? This team has to move on from Yanni Hockenpah after this season. Appreciate your time here, but you know what? I'd rather see a young and developing Liam Bixell out here than a Yanni Hockenpah. It's just they have to make changes in the offseason. I know this isn't a star style, but if you want to make a cup run, you look at the teams that are making cup runs. What do they have in common? Colorado was stifled before a cup run. What did they do? They went out and got Manson, and they went out and got Taves on the blue line, and they're tough on the blue line now. What did Vegas do when they couldn't get over the hump? and they had salary cap issues. They bolstered up their blue line, and they got tougher. So I understand people want to throw away and throw around analytics and everything like that, and some people just don't test well. But this team has not been physical on the blue line probably since Jamie Alexiak was part of this team where he threw his weight around. And maybe I am old school, but you know what? 
So are the recent cup winners because that's what they're doing on the blue line to be more effective. And the more physical you are on the blue line, the easier it is to win puck battles and tie up your men as far as in front of the net and in the corners. And right now the stars are losing those puck battles on a consistent basis. Yes, they do have those games against the LA Kings, but you can't name, you know, give me eight quality wins on the year. You can't. Give me five quality wins on the year. Two against Winnipeg, I'll give it to you because Winnipeg, you know, obviously is playing really well in the Central. But you just can't, you know, the New York Rangers comebacks a quality win. The other night's a quality win. Okay, I just named four. But you just, you know, they're just not coming off the top of the tongue. And, you know, that's something that you need to see on a consistent basis to say when you get in the playoffs, when the ring tightens up, when the physicality is ramped up, what is this stars team going to be? So tough night in the barn, but good news is day off tomorrow. It's not a back to back Pete DeBoer. I'm sure we'll have a real tough practice. Get back in, you know, let's see if Ty Delandria gets into that lineup to cause, you know, a little bit of energy. They play New Jersey. New Jersey is a team that's been up and down. They have some massive weapons on their team, but Lindy Ruff's team has not had the best year in the year that everyone thought they would. So it's not going to be easy. The Islanders are also playing, you know, pretty good hockey. So the, I'm not saying, you know, these are definitely not two points guaranteed, but you can get some points if you play your game in the next uh, couple of days. And to point out, the Dallas Stars do not have an easy schedule coming up. In fact, let's let's pull that up right now. And the Stars, and they've been really good on the road, really good on the road, in fact. But when you look at what they have coming up, so you have the Devils and you have the Islanders on Sunday. So you have a back-to-back -back, Saturday night and then Sunday night. And then after uh, that, uh, you are home. You have a bit of a rest. Uh, well, you, have, you then you go to Detroit, which isn't an easy team. Then you're at home against the Ducks. And uh, then you're home against the uh, Capitals. Uh, and then you have the rest. But, you know, then you go back on the road and check out this at Sabres, at Maple Leafs, at Canadians. Then you're home for the Hurricanes who are playing better. And then you have the Predators again at Predators, Oilers, Bruins, Rangers. So you're looking at this schedule and it's not going to be easy. And a lot of these games are coming up on the road. You have to go to the Avalanche. So, you know, it's one of those things where you just got to get your game together and they have been better on the road than they have been at home. And that's a good sign. But tonight, whew, you just got to throw it out and just get back to basics. And hopefully we'll see a completely different team with great legs from the start uh, on Saturday night because they can't come out slow. Not after that performance, because if they do, that's a bad trend. You got to come out, and even if you commit penalties, you just have to be all over the ice. I mean, I'm talking a full tilt game to prove to your teammates and prove to everyone in the room that that was an anomaly, and you know what? We're ticked off. So that's going to do it for Spits and Suds. Not much more you can say on a game like tonight. It was just a rough one. 
and the Stars lose by a score of uh, five to one. All Philadelphia all night. Stars worst loss of the season. And we will talk to you again on tomorrow. Feel free to email me at, or sorry, tweet me at GJ Spittle. We have a good show tomorrow. As Sean Shapiro joins us for the weekly uh, visit. We're going to talk about the Bally's contract. We'll talk about some possible trade acquisitions and we'll talk about this loss and uh, get his thoughts as well. So always great when uh, the mastermind Sean Shapiro joins us uh, tomorrow for his regular visit right here on spits and suds. But until then have a great Great day, everybody.